0: Hey right. everybody, Tim Ryder from the Apple. Uh, speaking with New York Mets right-handed reliever Trevor May. Trevor, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Um, you guys got to be pretty psyched leading into the season. It looks like you guys are getting started on time. Fingers crossed.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, it's uh, it's about that time to uh, start firing up the
0: old uh, firing up the old arm again for sure. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, at least as far as the relief court, it looks like you guys are pretty stacked. You have a lot of reliable arms. You have uh, looks like depth is really building out. Um, you excited to work with some of these guys? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I I know that
1: like a f- technically twenty percent of the team's different uh, going into this year, and we're all welcome additions. But I I'm I'm just excited to. Uh, because a lot of these guys are guys that I've battled against in the AL Central for my whole career and their whole careers. We all line up pretty – we've all been around for about the same amount of time too. So uh, it's going to be great to join forces and kind of just uh, take it at the NL, NL East, which is a very competitive uh, division and, and a lot of good teams with, with a smattering of really good veterans and a lot of really young, good young talent, some of the best guys in the game. So, um, But I'm, I'm excited to join forces – and uh, uh, and fi- finally, not have to fight each other. That's gonna be it's gonna be nice.
0: Oh, I could imagine. I mean, between like guys like you and Diaz, and and you know, uh, the upsides in guys like Familia and Betances. I mean, you, you can give opposing hitters so many different looks. Um, you know, no one's really gonna have to be leaned upon, at least from a fan perspective. It looks like it's gonna be uh giving L- Louis Rojas at least uh, a decent amount of options.
1: Yeah. And I, that's something that's a luxury we we've had in the last couple of years in, in, Minnesota and, and the, and the guys that, you know, I was out there with, we kind of created that situation through a lot of hard work and a lot of bounce stuff off each other and a lot of really good development and direction from, from the, from the, from the coaching staff. And from what I've heard and what I've seen with moves made, it's the same, that, that, that same process is happening here. Um, you know, when it starts with half and, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and goes from there. So, you know, I, I know I know him really well. I believe I, a lot of my philosophy of pitching has, has been from having conversations with him. And you know, you got guys like like Batonsis and some of the best you know raw stuff in the past five years out there with with Brock and and myself, like guys who are all either really close to being all stars at some point or all stars. Um, you know, with Edwin, lots of fl- lots of hard throwers, lots of guys that can go out and strike out the side to get out of a tough situation. So um, that's a good spot to be in. And we've uh, I think that. It's just going to all about be about two things: just staying healthy, making sure everyone's, you know, as, feeling as good as they can on a day-to-day basis, you know, with rest and everything, and then just, um, um, relishing your opportunity when you get it when you're out there, and uh, uh, and just executing pitch after pitch, and guys, guys kind of feed off each other. Like that's what happens with bullpens: you get three or four, or five, six, seven guys that are all. Expecting to throw in and leverage and expect and, and have a pretty good idea when it's going to be their opportunity to go get it an out and, and they get excited for that. When that happens, you, you you see really, really good stuff and you see lots of wins thrown together and, and
0: division championships and playoff runs. Oh, I think we've seen it so many times, um, you know, internal competition just kind of breeds excellence. Um, as far as structure, being a relief pitcher, is, is that, you know, is that a catalyst for getting the most out of a guy? Or is something like a, like in a deep, in a deep open, like you folks, you're going to have, um, you know, is that, does that kind of fall by the wayside or is, or is structure really that much of a, of a helpful, um, I guess, commodity? Uh, we, we actually spent a lot of time. It was
1: very, very fluid last year. Um, you know, we had, we had a couple of veteran guys with Sergio Romo and, and, and clip who, Flippard who is used to, uh, 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 maybe a little bit more of a rigid structure and knowing when, when his opportunities were going to be. And uh, uh, we, it, t- it takes some adjustment, but I think that fluidity is, is important in this day and age for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, you got to, got to make sure you're ready to go on a day-to-day basis and you got to make sure that you're providing as much valuable value for your team. Cause if you're a lever, like if you're a guy who's set on closing, but you're, you know, for God forbid, your team's not as good. You just don't get that many opportunities to pitch. Uh, it's not helpful to you or your career or anybody uh you're not you're not providing as much value as you can so uh i think opening it up a little bit uh and having kind of a general idea of you know your starter and what they're expecting from him and then once you get that kind of down you can then uh uh, forecast a little bit like where in the where in the the lineup you you be facing so for me last year was like two three four it was literally every single game it was (laughs) indians over and over lindor uh Lindor, uh, Ramirez, uh, Santana over and over and over. Right. (laughs) And so we, and I just knew I'm going, I'm like, all right, I'm facing these three guys. And then with maybe a couple other guys, depending on, you know, who's down and whatever on, on any given night. But, um, and I faced them a ton. And once I, once I got in that rhythm, um, it was easier to stay ready. So I think that there, there's probably going to be a, and I, I can't speak to what happened last year. I know it's the same, the same, but, but I know that, I know that, uh, uh, F is a proponent of that, that strategy and just making sure guys are, are throwing in their best, being put, being put in the best situation to be successful. So that therefore the team is successful. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that it's, it's more, it's better to keep an open mind and just kind of have a general idea of a couple of a window as opposed to a specific inning. I think that's just the, the way, the, the way it's changing. I, I've gotten a handful of saves every year. Cause there was like a couple times I got compl- caught completely off guard. Thought I was done. <laughs> and they're like, May, you're closing. And I thought Sergio was up and he was down or something like that happened. I didn't know. And he laughed at me when I was getting more. So uh, that, that was stuff I had to learn. But, you know, I learned when I was a young, a young guy. And I was just trying to stay in the big leagues that like just, just they they call your name, man, go out and shove. And yeah. it, it all takes care of itself. So, um, yeah, I I think that that's uh that's a good way to go about it. And I think that's the best way to be successful as, as a group.
0: Working with Heff again. And of course, you know, him coming to New York, uh, it was a big uh I guess a big selling point that he's going to be able to be kind of that conduit between the analytics uh, department and, and to the, to the pitching staff. Um, I I guess, could you speak to that kind of open flow of information of data going back and forth? Like uh, does Heff's, how can I put it? Does his, you know, does his, um, I have a term. It's right at the tip of my tongue. I swear to God. <laughs> you. Know is he all that's advertised as yeah. far as getting that information to the players? Yes, I,
1: I do. He doesn't get the nickname "Weapon" without without being good at it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, he's he's one of the better. Uh, you know, I, I've I've there's there's a really interesting thing in baseball with. Um, The use of analytics and a lot of people that run those departments aren't, aren't necessarily ex-players or people who've been on the field very much. And so communicating their information to players is, has been a real challenge. I think from, for just in general, across baseball, it's been a, 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 it's been a gap that, that a lot of teams are approaching in different ways and trying to figure, you know, put, putting people who are t- usually behind the, you know, behind the scenes or ba- in the back room or behind the computer, you know, on the field a little bit more, having them have more interaction with players so that you can create a dialogue there. And we had that with Josh Kalk. And I, I can honestly say that I, I felt th- uh, from just meeting him, who, to to when I, when I, when I left that organization, we had, we had developed friendship and we could talk about all kinds of good stuff outside of even baseball, just in Atlanta, in general, because it's something I'm really interested in just in, I'm interested in data just in general, like in yeah. the world and how the world works. So we had a lot of those conversations and, and I think the half hat is equipped really well to disseminate a lot of that information. Well, to players, um, having it played and, and also having worked on the other side. So he's done both. And that's a great, that's a great thing to have. It's extremely valuable for a team. Um, and so, you know, he, he, he helps guys use data in any way that they want to use it, which is helpful for them and, and try things and just go for stuff. And, you know, uh, guys want to want to want information on how a pitch is moving or why it's getting hit when it wasn't getting hit before. I can't tell you the number of times I've done that with him. Like just been like I, something's happening with this pitch. And I don't know what I can't pinpoint it is because I can't see it. And I can't feel it as well. And then there's data that will tell you most of the time point at something that 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 might be an issue and to work on, and you can be really agile in making adjustments that way, so that you know you don't have seven straight bad outings, and there before you know it, you're like you're looking for a job. Like it's just <laughs> the way baseball is, man. You just you just got to be you got to figure things out quickly. So, um, and and you know we had a lot of guys figuring it out uh, with him there, and and I'm I'm excited to to participate again and continue to bounce stuff off him and have that relationship and continue to get better, and also. Watch, watch a lot of the other guys, uh, um, the the way they do it. Because I learn a lot from watching other guys improve too. So I'm that's it's, he's just it's just an ideal situation to have him around uh, uh, in that process.
0: I could imagine. I and mean, that, that was kind of my wrap up question Was like, are you more of like a grip it and rip it guy or or do you get into that? Like, like, do you tinker with your spin axis and, and stuff like that? Because, I mean, your spin rates are, are on pretty much all your pitches are, are right up there. Um, is this like something you actively work at or it's just, you know, you taking tips or if you don't feel right, like you said, you'll go to half and kind of figure things out. Or are you like really into that stuff? Yeah,
1: so like the numbers are interesting to me. Um of improving spin rate and stuff and the correlation between you know carry and spin rate is pretty pretty strong and um so it's it's all about understanding what you are what your strengths are so like I go into a situation I'm I'm confident in my ability to get a strikeout or at least get some sort of light con- or t- pop up in the infield something that's not going to produce any any people moving up a base um that's that's my value with that comes fly balls and with that comes homers every once in a while so there's a trade-off most guys are that or they're guys that have sinkers and sliders and get more ground ball stuff but don't strike out as many people that's the general buckets there's guys that do both but for the most part uh people are in one of those two camps so once you understand those things uh uh, you can then like really play up your strengths and then know what data is going to is going to point to those things improving. So when you want to see improvement and you want to make an adjustment, you can actually get like actual evidence that be over time. And that for me, that's like what I need. When I hear that stuff, I buy in immediately. It's just the way I, I, I work. It's proof. Um, and as opposed to guess and check, um, which takes longer and you don't know if it's actually, if you're even on the right track or not. So um, I'm definitely, I tried to be a grip and rip it guy at some point in my life uh my brain is just I, if i let my brain just run around and think let's try this let's try this let's try this this all the time i'm just never going to i'm never going to stick <laughs> and so uh uh yeah i've really bought uh, bought into it since my Tommy John even cuz i had a lot of time to think and and make adjustments and so it it's just it's and once you get to a certain level you get to the major leagues um you know it's not about like I need to really work on, on my focus. I need to establish myself. Once you establish yourself, it's all about honing and making major adjustments, changing pitches and things. That's like the fun. That's a that's one of the most fun parts about the game is making those adjustments for me. I, I really enjoy it.
0: What's that cat and mouse game with major league hitters like? Where there's just the constant adjustments back and forth. Because, like
1: it, It's so frustrating. The guys who don't strike out, everyone goes, hey, would you, be, would you like to face Barry Bonds? I'm like, 100% would I like to face Barry Bonds. I wouldn't want to face Tony Gwynn. <laughs> those, that that that's a cat and mouse that's a you're out there and you're you're a reliever and you need to get three outs and you just had to throw 28 pitches to get three outs because Tony Gwynn put you know made you throw 15 to him like that kind of stuff I hate uh and so then there's gonna there's a lot of those guys in this division uh and so I'm really excited to see you know if I can really really hammer and make really good pitches to some of these guys that just don't have big holes that are glaring uh, and you know, uh, Frankie Lindor is one of those guys too. I'm so glad he's with us. But uh, he was that guy for him and Jose Ramirez were just like, I can't get these guys to swing a miss. Like, <laughs> and and but it was but my so success changed my head about like what we were looking for there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cat and mouse, it just it really depends on the night, the situation, and the type of guy you want to face. Uh, but but that guy who hits hits seven foot seven hundred foot homers, but maybe strikes out a little bit more. Give me that guy. I, 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 I'll I go right after him. Um, I get asked the question all the time because I live stream and, li- and talking to fans a lot. They're just like, who's the who? What? What hitter are you most scared of? Or what hitter is the scariest or what's what hitter are you most worried about coming in this year? And I I just don't I refuse to answer that question with any specifics. <laughs> I just say there's no one I do not. I'm not spending this offseason worried about facing someone on the Braves or worried about facing one on the Phillies. Uh, that is not the way that success in Major League Baseball works. It's just about having complete confidence that you can have confidence that they can hit your best stuff, and and you it's just a movable
0: object versus a you know unstoppable force at that point. Ah, uh, the mental aspect of this sport just will never stop blowing me away. It's so yeah. cool, Trevor. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat, man. I hope we can get back up with you during the season, and um, good luck, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Awesome, we'll talk to you soon.